Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. It's Friday, we got Chris, Steve, and Macon hanging out in the studio. Start off with Thursday Night Time Machine, do a little housekeeping, find out more about the Charlottesville Gentlemen's Fantasy Football League punishment and how terrible it is. And then we roll with Steve, he runs down the college football weekend slate, previews a whole bunch of games, and the fellas give their favorite matchups going into the weekend. We end with a new hurricane naming idea and some red light, green light. Y'all enjoy. Thursday night time machine. Right. You gotta take it easy on the sodium. Can't swim it right now. Tooting the glute flute. <laughs> it's a little early in the pod to be tooting the glute flute. I got a salad coming, player. Yeah, I'm salad, hungry. Salad with some of that Caesar dressing. Ain't okay. Gonna be doing you no favors. Yeah, well, you know, some of that, that gabagool you've been. Gabagool. You've been stuffing in your pie hole. Hey, it tastes good. Yeah. And, shout out Jam Stock. Yeah. Shout out Jam Stock. And and you need some you need some fat in your diet. Oh, I, I like fat. I'm yeah. a big fat guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, healthy fats. You like to cut. I've always known you to cut uh, sodium, though. Yeah, a big sodium cutter. You, you know what else I'm cutting out? What the Miami Dolphins? Ooh. On Thursday night time machine. By the way, I'm dedicating this Thursday night time machine performance to Coolio. Good for you. I will be dedicating mine to uh, the Queen. Bengals, 26. Dolphins, 17. Oh, fuck. Now I got to root for a close game because I got the Bengals. What did I text you? I was was trying to play the game. I have some weird score. You said 25-21, good guys, parentheses, Bengals. Yep. Wanted Four. to make sure I got that in See, there. See, I would have I would have taken mine down to seven or eight just to play the game, yeah. but you revealed in our interview with Steve, which is to come, that you were on the Bengals. So I'm at so I'm at four. You're at nine. Nine. Okay, so I so I'm gonna I'm gonna win at five, six, and seven. We've got a nah, seven's nope, me. Seven's you. Yep. Fuck, I gotta I gotta root below. for a tight ball game. Short week, man, for the for the Dolphins. I mean, short week is is tough anyways. 
But when you play like 100 plays on defense, I think he played like 80 plays or something like that. Shout out to Melvin Ingram. One in 90? I think it was Spring 90. Spring chicken was 90. Oh, 90. That's not good. Uh, short week, you know, the whole thing's going to be, can that offensive line protect against the blitz? Like they got a little dress rehearsal kind of game last week. Let's see it tonight. Uh, Melvin Ingram, Spring Chicken. He is, a, that can be an award, the Spring Chicken Award. That's good. You know, uh, Miller Light mentions uh, Melvin Ingram, AFC Defensive Player of the Month this month. I'm like, what year is it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to take issue with that, Chris. Because it's not true. Well, Thursday night time machine. Thursday is going to be September the 29th. What if somebody balls out tonight? What oh, if, you're right. We'll take what it up if with, Trey Hendrickson gets seven sacks. You got to take it up with the uh, with the NFL man. With I Raj, I don't okay. make these. You know what I mean? Sorry. No DJ Reader. No DJ Reader. Big deal. It is a big it's a big deal. deal. I don't mean that facetiously. The guys played well. Don't hurt him, Spielberg. You see what I just did, huh? I mean, a lot of people were like, hey, fridge talk, perfect. Couldn't be any better. I went back to the lab anyways. Using the fucking door to the fridge, leaning the phone up against the almond milk. It's all dark. Caption says fridge talk. Video looks dark. What's it gonna be? Suspense. It's a fridge talk. <laughs> How cool is that, huh? Yeah, you, whatever. You don't fucking get it. You don't get art, but probably a fixture. I don't want to like. Um, I don't want to have too much fun on this fridge talk because tonight was fucked up, objectively fucked up. Rewinding to Sunday, right? Tua hits the ground. Milano lights him up. As soon as he hits the ground, and he gets up wobbly, most people are thinking concussion, right? Like, you know. Uh, back injury was not my odds on favorite, but we kind of went with it, right? Like we, we didn't go with it. We knew it was bullshit. I mean, that's what our spidey senses were saying. You know, it kind of felt like the old don't piss on my leg and tell me it's rain thing. The dolphins seemed to be telling me it was rain and, uh, and it bothered me on Sunday. And before I get into that, because the dolphins have questions to answer, I'm sure there's tonight's just the beginning of this topic. As soon as his head hit the turf playing Buffalo, I felt bad for the kid. Tua is a great dude. He says all the right things. He seems to work his ass off and he was doing all the right things on the field this year. And you feel bad because along with all we know about Tua, like if we know anything, we know he has bad luck and his whole career has followed him. So number one, I'm glad he got out of the hospital okay tonight. I'm wishing him the best. And number two, um, I hope he catches a break because his luck has been bad. And what's important is the time that's passed between Sunday and tonight. It's been about four days, right? I can do math. But it's four days we all kind of look forward to this game. Even though we all saw what happened Sunday, we kind of, and I know this because we were all watching it, because those tweets were coming out right as his head hit the turf and his fingers were all fucked up. We were all tweeting. So that meant we were watching the game. It's not like somebody called and said, hey, there was just, I know you're boycotting the game, but Tua's head just hit the fucking ground again. You were watching, I was watching. So I say that to say we kind of all, 
we kind of all are complicit in it, right? Like nobody, nobody boycotted this game tonight. In fact, I was excited about this game. And maybe for me, it's my football player uh, blind spot. You know, um, maybe it's the fact that I'm a little bit more conditioned to seeing this stuff. Like I've gone back in the game, you know, when I shouldn't have. We all know guys who have gone back back in the game when they shouldn't. You know, how do you solve that problem? I don't know. I think it's it's less about um, the player solving the problem um, than it is about the organization protecting that player. Because given the opportunity, a lot of guys are going to go back in the game. So it's it's the organization's responsibility um, to go through protocols, to communicate with the player, but to sometimes take it out of that player's hand. As they unturn this stone, a lot of things are going to come to light, or they won't. Um, but the stone needs to be unturned because we saw what we saw Sunday, and it's a bad look for the league uh, unless they can prove without a shadow of a doubt that protocols were followed um, and that things were done right, and it was a terrible coincidence. Until then, I think most people are cynical. But players, you know, I had somebody ask me tonight, I tweeted about this earlier, like, how do, like, do players go back in the game and they, yeah, man, players are really, really good. And I don't want to say the word good because it would, it would, it would mean that I think it's a good thing that they can do this, but they're very efficient or they're very successful at compartmentalizing fucked up shit, whether it's at home or on the field. You know, in college, I saw one of my good buddies had the same kind of thing happen to him uh, and, and spent the night in the hospital. You know, we didn't get that tweet. There were no tweets back then, but we didn't get that tweet, you know, and my buddy's in the hospital for the night. And that didn't take long to get over. I've seen guys carted off. I've seen people's fingers all pointing different ways, whatever they call that response after a major concussion, we've seen it. I mean, Sherm was on the Amazon deal talking about the stuff he's, he's seen. Guys tend to, they kind of find a way to do their job. And if it weren't so fucked up, it would be incredible. Um, so I think that says something too. And it's different for me as a fan now than it was as a player. So um, that was like a, a, a different feeling sitting here. Maybe it's because I don't have to get up and play the next play. Um, I've seen a couple of these now in retirement and they're not fun. So um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Not much else to say. Um, I hope two is okay. I really do. Um, and football, for a second, those are two good football teams. I mean, the Bengals have had to kind of claw their way out a little bit, um, and that was a big win for them. But a very good, good football team uh, on 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 the Miami side, even in a loss, um, even as Tua went down and Teddy had to spell him. They're just a good team, you know. See you in the next one. Football season brings back many traditions we know and love. Touchdown dances, pick sixes, strip sacks, game-winning sacks, tackles, hitting the quarterback, and watching it all with friends in a cooler Miller Lite. The action on the field is reliable year after year. Pair it with the most reliable light beer, Miller Lite. My perfect Miller Lite situation, there's crisp, leaves are turning, 
I got a cooler full of Miller lights. It's just warm enough to sit outside, maybe an outdoor TV. And I got about 12 to 16 of those bad boys in my cooler. <laughs> and I have three friends over because I'm drinking responsibly. Miller Lite is the perfect beer for football Sundays because of the dependable taste. Your friends love it. It's got low calories and carbs. And it's just a sleek, beautiful can. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been a mainstay in the stadium, at the tailgate, and in your fridge. No matter how your team plays, Miller Lite always provides a winning experience. With only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounce serving, your only concern is the next third down conversion. And Miller Lite tastes like beer. Because if you're a beer lover, you don't want watered down flavor. You want the original light beer. Football season brings back the big hits, so reach for the biggest of them all, Miller Lite. You can find Miller Lite pretty much everywhere beer sold. Or go to MillerLite.com slash GreenLight for delivery options near you. It's Miller Time, official beer partner of the GreenLight Podcast. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. That was Thursday night time machine. Um, we're back to Thursday afternoon. Layup line, man. It's a somber one. Well, I, I want to shout out Coolio first uh, on a low note. Coolio passed away. We need to update his Wikipedia. In personal life, we have one sentence about his life, three sentences about his death. Mm. No foul. Really? No foul place suspected. Yeah, I need more personal life in Coolio's Wikipedia. Nobody input some shit about this guy's life. Reed just told me something. Reed, put this in his Wikipedia, could you? And tell us what you just told me. It's ridiculous to me that Coolio doesn't have a big personal section on Wikipedia. So apparently Coolio played a show at a, uh, at a college and then went back to a dorm or an apartment with some college kids. They made salad, pasta, and then he uh, acoustic <laughs> sang. Romaine. What kind of fucking produce do college kids have around? All right, so what do you sing acoustic with them? Gangster in pra- Paradise. Gangster's Paradise, fuck yeah. Gangster in Paradise. Well, I mean, if we had the Coolio Wikipedia... In ship shape. Whose personal life do you think's longer, yours or Coolio's? Probably mine, which makes no sense to me. Well, up until yesterday, yours. Yeah. And now then today, with some Coolio's longer. Yeah. Well, I can I can handle the rest. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's not much left because I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You bet we're watch <laughs> Better watch how you're talking and where you're walking, or you and your homies might be lined in chalk. I really hate to trip, but I got a lock. Loke. As they loke. Yeah. It's loke. Yeah. What does that mean? It's like a term of endearment in uh in certain uh gangs. I really hate to trip, but I got a loke. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of G. The homies, the little homies want to be like on my knees in the night saying prayers in the street light. So, and then you got his boy who comes in and, and sings, uh, been spending. I'm not even looking. I'm not going to look at the screen. That's how well I know the song. Been spending most of my life living in a gangsta's paradise. Dude, uh, that's not right. A dangerous, dangerous. Spend the most their lives. Yeah, so do living, you love that song. Living in D- the, dangerous minds. Michelle Pfeiffer in the music video. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like dark classroom. By the way, I gotta go to a classroom tonight. 
I'm going to parent-teacher conferences. No, you're not. You're going to back-to-school night, which is like they call it curriculum sh- night or whatever. Call it, it is. curriculum night. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna show you the classroom. So and they're not gonna tell me if my kid's doing bad. Not yet. Do I need to go? It would be nice, I think. Okay. To show it's a your- real bad sign if you don't go. So if you don't it's a red go, flag. okay. What if I want to be with the child that we're talking about? What if I'd rather hang out with my kid than be there seeing his classroom? That's fair, but I think they would think you're not invested in their education. Oh, I'm invested in his education. <laughs> Believe like, me. Believe you me, I'm invested in his education. It's like when he when he goes to jail and then like before he goes to jail, yeah. he's in the courtroom, the judge likes to see your presence. Yeah. Are we they gonna fuck up my kids' grades if I don't go? <laughs> no, I'm going. I'm joking, I'm going. What Matt, I know you're going, but what are you wearing? I'm not gonna wear this this button down with wolves on it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to change. I called my wife, my lovely wife. I was like, "What do I wear to this thing?" She's like, "I don't know. Like, like you're going out to dinner, maybe." And I'm like, "So a flannel? Where are your dinner flannels? What are my dinner flannels? <laughs> if only I had one on me. I'm wearing sweatpants right now, so I might. But anyways, uh, Coolio, let's get. Can read? Is it? How do people do that? Put things into Wikipedia. You just hit edit. And submit changes. Is that is it that easy? It seems yeah, kind of dangerous. I've edited yours a couple times. Fuck me running. What'd you say? No, all good things. Okay. All good things. There's actually usually like an edit war that happens on Wikipedia after some major event happens or if somebody dies where like many people are trying to edit the same page at the same time. I and saw, it becomes locked. Yeah, I saw where like um, Derek Henry had killed Josh Norman on Wikipedia for like a day, right? Right. By the way, you were really good at tennis. That's what I found out today. 110 mile per hour serve. Thanks. I don't know where that came from. Probably a newspaper where I was the lone source. Uh, However, (laughs) there wasn't like a gun at every match. It wasn't like the U.S. Open. So we're probably topping out closer to 120, I'd say. Oh, (laughs) Oh, shit. We edited his Wikipedia. Yeah. Does he have a Wikipedia? What do you mean you learned today? We went to the same high school. You weren't aware of... Well, you know, sometimes you fabricate how much we supported each other's athletic careers. In, in 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 what way? Well, I, I didn't. I was I didn't, at all your games. No, you weren't. My my left foot. That well, that was the biggest social fucking gathering. Was was and, fall football, and, and you were working. You were working. You were covering our team. No, dog. That was that was uh, afterwards. In high school, that was yeah, afterwards. you were probably no. feeding information to Gary Ratcliffe. Player, low key. <laughs> I I and and Kingston will back me up on this. I was the attraction. Yeah. At your game. Yeah. Because of the the the, the student cheer squad yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, yeah, we yeah. developed, but I just I didn't go to your 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 tennis games and know what's Matches. going on. Matches. Yeah. You were you were playing baseball. In I was cross. also playing That's baseball. Mm-hmm. I was trying to put dingers down onto on the, the courts. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have to call a let when a when a baseball would come down yeah. the hill. Yeah. Yeah. But you were good, is what I was trying to say. Thanks. Yeah. I you know I. Thank you. That's, so you're like, what the fuck you mean you found out today? <laughs> like I had a fucking trading card of you with all your stats. I didn't even know what love meant at that point in many ways. <laughs> love you, Meg. I, w- I, w- I also want to actually give us a layup line. That's uh, going to be Spodiote Dopalicious. Equemini, the 29th of September, because that's what day it is, uh, 1998. And actually, Hard Knock Life came out the same day. So it was like a fucking big deal. I saw like there were actually a few good albums that day, but um, 
that's another personal favorite. And uh, we are on to housekeeping, Meg. You got any housekeeping? Yeah, I got a, I got a hello for the people. Okay, yeah, hit us. Minocqua, Wisconsin. Hello! Why? Oh, sure. I'm glad you asked. Um, because people are uh, hitting the DMs with some hello requests. Oh, good. Keep it coming. Which which is is near and dear to our hearts. Keep so, it coming. Carly, we appreciate you. She's a day oneer. Okay. She, uh, hello, Carly. Um, we need help here. Uh, I need help, guys. My first, the first item on my agenda is uh, our fantasy football league has a punishment in place, which fucking sucks. I'm glad you said it. Bro, I hated it. It's I ha- awful. It's the worst. We, can you explain it as you understand it? As I understand it, good question, because I don't know if it's I totally really understand, hard to understand it. It's really hard to understand it, dude. So uh, the loser gets hunted. Everybody else in the league hunts the loser. With paintballs. With paintball guns. Yeah. And the loser has a certain amount of time to go run now and hide. or something. And then we go off and we and we hunt them. Yeah. But the loser is also armed with a paintball gun. Yeah, it's too complicated. It's too it's too work intensive. Like dudes are not gonna want to get together. Like we can barely get together to do something fun, let alone get to do together to do something that's like debatable on the fun scale, dude. Like now, I don't even know how this goes. I don't know, like we I don't think this goes well. No. I bet I don't show up. And also Fucking, we got one brother in the league, man. Like, a bunch of white guys running after Mike Lewis. I mean, to be honest, the optics of it just... Near the cellar. It's not good, dude. I don't like the punishment. In no way do I like the punishment. What I proposed was that the loser is not allowed to pay taxes. The loser must evade paying taxes. Okay, I don't like that either. But that's kind of cool because... I don't think the IRS automatically I don't think you pay taxes, sniffs you out. And I think this oh, is I pay a, so much in taxes. I don't think you pay taxes. Oh, my accountant's like, here's a number, but just to be safe, let's, let's double it. Just double All it. Right? You do it. So I pay a ton of taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a cool punishment because the IRS doesn't knock on your door the next day. Like you're always looking around your shoulder. Like, are they coming? I Did I get away with punishment it? You're not allowed to pay taxes. That's 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 unique and innovative. I think you're you're it's a it's a funny text in the group chat, but in in all seriousness, I thought you were joking. Well, I'm also three and zero, and we didn't decide the punishment before <laughs> yeah, the season yeah. started. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You are three and zero. Cucks in the houses play this week, people. That's a for big first one. Place. I've been looking yep. at it a lot. Cucks are two and one. It's definitely Congrats. set my lineup already. Yeah. Um, I debated not bringing it up. Yeah, well, we're, we're faceless opponent all the way. We really don't care. Okay. We don't care. And Stephen A. Smith, we don't care. In our locker room, it's Cucks Week. Yeah, it's so, Cucks Week. You yeah. got a little fucking clock on the wall uh-huh. and shit. Uh-huh. How many days till we yep. play the Cucks? Okay. I think we need to send whoever loses the league to the worst college football atmosphere in America on their own dollar in a car in fact in the car that we're buying for matt conrath is going to be a beater so you he's gonna be driving a rav4 to fucking i don't know the idaho vandals stadium oh shout out david vibora i think idaho might be lit a little bit too fun okay give me uh, no i don't mean that i mean just like what are the amenities around that stadium do you think it's dope there or kind of should we send them is to laramie is idaho st- nah isn't that cool though like it big sky cool. yeah there's stuff to do around there try this one on okay Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Is that bad? It was not been once. It wasn't good. I feel like a dude could go down to Hattiesburg solo and have a good time. I think a dude could go down to Hattiesburg, grab a cowbell. 
you got to go through a, a toll, and at the toll booth, it's just Brett Favre just, it's just taking Brett your Favre money. Figure. Like, I need all your money. It's going to uh, M dot. Yes. Maybe Tulane. Like you're in New Orleans. There's no. There's what, no good dude? Crowd. I will lose the fucking league. I will lose the league. I will <laughs> lose if, the league if you're not right allowed now. to party. Like well, I don't. Like hey, that's part of the. I got an idea. Do the guys listen to the podcast? One. One of them. Does. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. You know, all these billions of people around the world. You know, one out of how, how people? How many people? Ten. Are we got ten percent. If two. we can do ten percent of yeah. everybody on the planet. And we're, we're two of them. It's really one of eight. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm thinking we we make it like Baton Rouge, and then I fall on that grenade. Mm. <laughs> like probably I just start losing. Like starting this week, just dumping players slowly off my roster. Starting Dobbs every week. Yeah. 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 No, that's not. He, he was on my bench last Dobbs, week. Dobbs, Watson, Cobb. So Watkins. we got to figure out. So you at home have to tell us. What is the the most dog shit place to watch a college football game? Murfreesboro. No, Murfreesboro, near and dear to my heart. I love how we're just alienating people. After well, no, that's what I mean. Like, no, I, I just want to say this. Like, I don't know. The reason I picked um, Idaho was it's that fucked up dome. Like, I think yeah, it'd be funny to see you in that dome. Like, cool. To but see a dude far. like after a thirty-six hour drive have to watch indoor football, like. It's like a basketball stadium. People send us in some ideas, okay? You know, I hear two lanes expanding. They're going to become four lane. Was Meg happy with the pumpkin name or did she think of anything different? Meg came home yesterday and was like, Chris, I was listening to the podcast and I, I cringed. Red and, light. Um, yeah. Right? Is that good or bad? She listens? Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, Meg. Yeah. She was like, I, I, I heard what you guys are going to name that pumpkin. Which is her biggest concern. How cool is she? Her biggest concern is not like, oh, you're going to go float the river for multiple days in a pumpkin probably. And I haven't asked any questions about that. She might hate me actually. But, uh, but her biggest concern is that we name the pumpkin incorrectly. So the backstory is that our pumpkin grower has been growing this pumpkin a while and it's been spoken for. Eventually, uh, he hits us up and Matt's like, hey, our pumpkin guy hit us up and I had a little mini heart attack and he's like, nah. It's good. Glenn Youngkin wanted the pumpkin for his house for a Halloween party, but we said that the pumpkin's been spoken for. Wow. Yeah, That's dude. amazing. Yeah, dude. You cucked future president of the United States, <laughs> Glenn Youngkin, out of a massive pumpkin. Yeah, and, and so Meg was like, why don't you call it Youngkin Pumpkin? Oh. Brilliant. But that's dancing in the end zone a little bit. That's I don't want to Leon let this thing, like, you know. All right, so we got we got our friend Stanford Steve. Roback Activewear. Best way to describe Roback is best fit, best feel. When it comes to quality, Roback just blows it out of the park every time. First, Roback's new performance hoodies are a total game changer. Maybe the softest, stretchiest hoodies in the game. From college athletes to professionals to podcasters like me, people can't take them off. The best thing about wearing a rowback hoodie is when, when you see somebody else wearing it, you give them that nod because they know and you know, we get it. We're rowback guys. Second, rowback's performance polos are the only polos we wear. Even if you're not a polo guy, these polos are perfect for a night out or a day on the links with the boys. Their prints are cool too. Third, rowback's performance Q-zips bring a new meaning to the word comfortable. Perfect for a run around the block, or a day in the office, they are the definition of versatile. 
Best part is NFL guys are rocking them all over the league. You know, you got guys like Quentin Nelson wearing them. We got our guy, friend of the program, Sam Hubbard wearing them. It's fair to say they're taking over. Now Alabama stud Will Anderson is the newest sponsored athlete. That's big news. Brian McGee says the best player in the country. Might be the Heisman Trophy winner. And Chris, for those folks that want to jump on the Roback train, use the code GREENLIGHT on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. 20% off your first order on all polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and tees with the code GREENLIGHT. Go check them out at Roback.com. Steve, welcome to the program. Hi guys, how we doing? White Steve, what's up? Doing well. What's the costume? Oh, I don't know. We were cleaning up upstairs and there was a mustache on the ground, so well, slap that bad boy on. That's a, a hat that Arby sent to us last week when we were plugging their roast beef. Um, oh. And uh, it's hat day. Yeah, it's hat nice. day here at the Greenlight Studio Pond. J hat day. Shoot, so, I don't have yeah. my hat. We're yeah. seeing. Well, I don't know. I want to speak for Macon, but I feel like we're seeing the board. I'm seeing the board this weekend. I feel good. The, it, the good vibes are in the air. College or NFL? More so the NFL. But when I'm reading, when I'm reading the information that Cowboy Reed input into this document, I feel like I'm seeing the college board too, and I'm trying my very best not to bet college games. Oh, because nobody likes to chase on Sunday. What the fuck do I know about these kids, Steve? I haven't seen half of these teams play. All right, so you think you know that much more about the NFL? Yes, I do. I've seen that okay. those grown men play. So uh, are in the NFL, are you betting numbers or players? I'm betting numbers in the NFL. Okay. I'm betting numbers. I'm seeing it. Guys, I want to put this out into the atmosphere. I know we're going to be making our picks in a little bit, but Andy Dalton may be starting for the Saints this weekend. Yeah. Whoa! I don't have it on good authority, but I just feel like it's the right thing. Oh, multiple multiple broken backs for James <laughs> Winston. a broken back from a guy that we weren't even positive was the guy, right? Like, you know, we picked him for comeback player of the year. We thought he'd play better. But the transverse, uh, what, what are we calling that? A transverse fracture? Oh, I was going to go with uh, transitive property. Yeah, the transverse fracture. A long flight to London, that's got to be like worst plane ride. You're going through turbulence, you got to, what about it? Monday show, worst yeah. plane ride. Yeah, maybe it's Jameis. Mm. Could be Jameis either way. Let's just give it out to Jameis because if they lose, that plane ride is going to suck. If they win, that plane ride's going to suck because that'll mean Andy it's Dalton. the Red Rockets team. <laughs> so I might take New Orleans. We'll see. I, c- I could be playing a head game with you guys. I need to because I'm fucking – it's bad. Um, profitable this year, but just not on this show. Okay, so where are we starting in college football, Steve? What are you most excited about? We've got a bunch of – like this slate is it's on fire compared to last yeah. week. I, I'm biased. Um, my most interesting game is late Friday night. At the Rose Bowl, it's Washington, it's UCLA. A lot going on here. Michael Penix Jr., transfer from Indiana, leading the country in yards passing per game. I know we thought maybe it would be somewhere in Virginia, but Virginia's offense has struggled. But you know what? It's a long season. (laughs) Plenty of games to play. Wow. So I look at Washington, first true road game, uh, leaving leaving Husky Stadium, going down to fight, uh, fight Chip and the Bruins. And this game, Washington, here's the key. They don't play Utah or USC. There's no more divisions in the Pac-12. So if Washington wins this game against undefeated UCLA, I think you could pencil them in to the Pac-12 title game, which not a lot of people had to start the season. So how do you like their chances if they get there? Everybody's healthy. Just hop in the, um, the, the you know press fast forward. 
on the season? How do you like their chances against one of those teams? Oh, I like it. I think they match up well. I think DeBoer's top five play caller in the sport, and you see that with the quick change that they have going to Washington. There wasn't, you know, Washington won, I think, four games last year, and then you watch them this year. The way they spread you out, their offensive line is phenomenal. I think he's only been sacked once. Uh, but, you know, you know the passing guard. They get the ball in the right situations. And they have had the benefit of playing every game at home. And they have had the benefit of Mich- Michigan State coming to them with an 11 ranking when they came. And now Michigan State has looked awful since then. They gave it to them uh, in Seattle. And I think Washington has the goods, man. I really do. But this is when you find out about your team. You go on the road in conference. Now let's really see what we have. We're going to face adversity. You know that's going to happen. UCLA is going to score points and give Washington's defense a test. But can Penix Jr. overcome that? I think it's a high-scoring game. I think UCLA can pull it out, but I'm worried about their D-line and the lack of depth they have. So I'll take the Huskies. Listen, Steve, I don't want to insert Penix into the the playoffs here early Uh in the season, but if Penix makes it to the Pac-12 title game – and they get a win. Can you remember a team that had, you know, three, four wins and, and made a deep run in college football the very next year? I don't know. Like, I'm asking you, there's no rhetorical answer here. No, like everybody points to Joe Burrow at LSU, but they still went to a bowl. Yeah, they went to the uh, Fiesta Bowl the year prior and beat UCF. So when you think about it, no, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I mean, just look at the likes of teams that have won that since it's been a playoff, it's Ohio State, it's Clemson, it's Alabama, it's Georgia, it's LSU. So, no, I I cannot remember that off the top of my head. Do you have the answer? I don't have a team, Steve. It's not a rhetorical question. I I don't know. Do you know who the leading rusher for the Huskies is? No. Wayne Talapapa. Oh, God, yeah, he's the kid from Virginia. God damn it. Welcome to the new, the new era of college football. I mean, you you probably will see more teams like this, you know, going from four wins to eight, nine, yes. ten wins in the future. Yeah, that's true. We've got offensive linemen all over the place who are going to be on all American. Oh, teams. and they're all good. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's going to be an exciting ball game. I want to ask you about two ball games, kind of in one question here, Steve. Okay, and I think I know the answer, but who who would a win be bigger for, NC State or Kentucky? Mm. Ooh, as a wow. program, as very a program. good question. Thank you. Very I'm full, good I'm full of them. Oh man, I think because of the the massiveness of it and being game day and a night game, I think it's NC State. But I think Kentucky has a better chance to win. And when I look at NC State, I went back and watched the game from last year. They beat Clemson in overtime, obviously. Last year was to get the year to get Clemson. We talked about this previously. But Devin Leary had 14 completions to one receiver in that game last year. 14 to one guy. This year, NC State's leading receiver for the season has 15 catches. Yeah. So, to me, with NC State is, you know, they go on the road, get a win against ECU, not pretty. In control against Texas Tech in their next toughest game. Take care of business, cover, defense plays well. Now, we just haven't seen the offense click with Leary. And, you know, it goes back to Doran at the draft saying he's got the best quarterback in college football. Haven't seen it. I know he lost a lot of guys, but they need to be, you know, more crisp offensively. And that defensive line, I know that Sam Hartman torched Clemson last week. I think it's a whole different animal 
Saturday night at Clemson, crowd behind you. I think it's a, I think it's a really really tough task uh, for NC State. So they're going to get the, those corners in Clemson. I mean, that was just that was the <laughs> one game I was really cued in on last week. You know, I, uh, between Aaron that- Judge pop ins, uh, mm-hmm. I, I got to watch that that poor fucking kid from Clemson just get the mesh and a go route over and over and over again. Are like are those are those players bad or is this something that's going to pop up over and over again for Clemson? See, I don't think NC State could test them like Wake did. Okay, and I will give them credit, Chris. Like defense, I know this is coached. When you're beat deep in college football, what do you do? Yeah, you got to tackle. tackle the guy. I mean, tackle the guy. I'll get so caught sometimes. Twice. I'll get caught sometimes. Like, oh shit! And then I'm like, oh, 15 yards. This, yeah, this is beautiful. I mean, the NFL has me scarred. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I'm with you. I. I I, I was blown away with uh, with Sam Hartman last week. Like I, I just the hits he takes and to be able to be that accurate on deep balls. Now he a lot of times has the bigger receiver, and hey, credit to them. They that, that's part of their deal. Yep. But the at twenty and twenty nine six touchdowns against Clemson, like that that is big boy stuff. So I was more impressed. I know Uyunglele, you know, threw the ball well and looked impressive in his best game of the year by far. But I was more impressed with what Sam Hartman did, knowing what he has to work with against that Clemson defense. So I think I want to say this. I mean, if people think of that mesh thing as a gimmick, it's one of the coolest gimmicks that you probably can use universally. Like you can take that gimmick elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like somebody can do that that mesh deal somewhere else and be really dangerous. You know, with a in a bigger program. I don't I don't know if Clawson ever moves on, but like. That you know, they, Paul Johnson runs like the fucking option yeah. or something. You're like, all right. I'd like to see it against like an Aaron Donald. Yeah. That thing yeah. is so slow. But they did a good job protecting for most yeah. of the game, awesome. and so and it's and awesome. and I was going to ask you this, uh, Steve. How high do you think Hartman can go on a draft board in April? I, I just look at the like. Okay, so I think we talked about this. Uh, I know I have other places. But, like, the whole idea of the ACC this year was about the quarterbacks, right? So much quarterback talent. And when I looked at Clemson with DJ, it was like, I think I would take, like, seven guys over him. Yeah. And that's probably not the case. I wasn't that high on um, Tyler Van Dyke either at Miami. uh, Because I, I didn't think he had the goods of guys around him. And you see that. They don't have any guys that could separate that whole thing. So... I look at him, uh, Leary hasn't played up to par, but when you look at Hartman, like he makes all the throws, like those yeah. cross-field deep outs, he can make those, he throws a great deep ball, he obviously can throw the short game. I think his stock's rising, man, I, I really do. Now, I heard McShay say yesterday he has three guys in the first round with C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Will Levis. I don't know if, if like I guess Bryce is going to go in the first round, but I really – Really wonder about his stature. Uh, I think I got one for you. I, I don't think he's going to be. I I'll be surprised if he measures at five ten, but he's not tipping over one eight one ninety on the scales. Like that's that's saying a lot. Like like Kyler Murray's got some girth to him. Russell Wilson's a well built dude. Yep. Bryce is really slight to me. Yeah, that's, he's slight. That's that's, that's my worry. Yeah, it's like you can be short in today's NFL. Like you can open windows and find the windows and that sort of thing. Although I still like I, I worry about that stuff. Yeah, but you got to be able to take a beating, uh, especially if you're drafted by a bad team. Um, hey, Sam Hartman or Stetson Bennett? 
Oh, who's hotter? Yeah. Sam Hartman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guy's got a beard, huh? Yeah. Good hairline. His hairline's oh, like down God. here, bro. Oh, it's not fair. Yeah. No. Don't want him around my family. Mm-mm. Hey, um, what were you going to say? Uh, Penix, Hartman, Levis. Who are you taking to start your NFL team? Oof. I'm, taking, oh. I'm taking Hartman personally. Yeah, I think I think I would take Sam. That's Love not it. recency bias or anything. It's not that I was on the couch sweating clubs in last week. Uh, <laughs> that guy made quite the impression. He does every year. Like one game a yeah. year, you're watching Wake, and you're like, fuck, dude. Why are they not even better? Uh, it's great. So, I mean, uh, I, and I would contend that for Kentucky, it feels like as an outsider. Like NC State, I grew up and NC State was real good. Yeah. You know, like NC State's always been rele- relevant in the ACC. It feels well, like and then they Kentucky. fuck it up. When they fuck it up, they're like, they're, they got the, the, you know, Clemsoning was a mm-hmm. verb now, probably NC Stating. Yeah, I don't think they've been good enough to. To actually NC State, but yeah. yeah to I, be a participant. Reese Davis calls it wolf packing. Wolf packing, there you go. which works even better. Uh, but Kentucky, <laughs> man, it just feels like, you know, I, I don't know, they've been 5-0 and before, but, you know, they go down here and beat a, a ranked team that, you know, they're, they're catching a touchdown down there. Um, I feel like the buzz in uh in what is it uh lexington it's uh-huh. a fucking yeah. it's it's real right now it feels like so, uh we're joining the sec for real before our very eyes dude they've had good pros for years they've yes. won a lot of football games but this feels like a big win for them if they can pull it out i look at you know how mark stoops has built this is that underdog mentality and he still could pull that off this week going on the road seven point underdog Everybody talking about Ole Miss, all the transfers they got, you know, what they've looked like in not playing anybody. Uh, I give Tulsa credit for covering against Ole Miss last week. But Ole Miss, they have not been tested. And Kentucky has gone to the swamp, got an ugly win, but they got the win. And the offensive line, they got three guys from that O-line last year that are on NFL rosters. That's been their struggle. Uh, but Levis has made, made enough plays. I really like the receivers and tight ends. And you know Mark Stoops is going to have a defense uh, – you know, coming in to, to, to stop that Ole Miss run game. And I'm not sure about the Ole Miss pass game because when you think about Ole Miss, you know, wide receivers, DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, like all those guys, they don't have those guys this year. So I think Kentucky has the goods to play a tight game. I think it's lower scoring than your typical Ole Miss game. Uh, I, I do like Kentucky to cover the number. Ole Miss has won 12 straight at home. Can you paint us a picture of the Grove? Does a noon kick? Yeah. Hamper the people at the Grove? Or are they up at 6 a.m. And, and, and doing their business? Lane is very pointed with his comments, and he talked about that this week. 11 a.m. kick in the Grove. Like, hey, we're an SEC school. Can we come out and support our team? And I think it'll be a late-arriving crowd um, at the Grove. Is that so, kind of like Charlottesville a little bit? Well, except uh, uh, they, they, they enter the much. stadium. Right, got it, got it, got it. They're got there. It. They're just tailgating until... And I know some local listeners might be like, what the fuck? I'm like, well, just go to the game. Yeah. And people will stop saying you don't go to the games. The Grove is grass, and there's a lot more pavement at Virginia, I'll say that. Like the grass, I think it's more enticing. Yeah, we call it the concrete jungle. You're the Grove, we're the concrete jungle. Professional deal. Like, that's how the girls, you know, can get all dressed up, and the guys can wear their nice shirts, because it's they just have people come in, and they set up the tailgate, like – you don't do anything. You just pour your drinks and eat your food. It's it's mm. unbelievable how convenient it is to tailgate in the groove in the grove, which makes it more enticing to maybe 
stay there and not have to walk a couple hundred yards into the stadium. Well, I can't wait to go with you one day, Steve, to the Grove. You get one of them jets and we'll go. Get one of them jets. <laughs> um, all right, so Bama, Arkansas, big line here. The thing yeah. I wanted to ask you is like the 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 Hogs D line. They got the old Bama kid Drew Sanders who's leading the love nation him. in sacks. Uh, the Hogs love sacks, and the yep. Hogs are uh, matching up against the Bama O line that's um, had some penalties. Not been great, and not been great. And I look at this as. Not a trend, but it's something I got my eye on when I think about Alabama going on the road. It hasn't Ooh. been that impressive. You know, you go back to the Iron Bowl, late drive to win that game. Not impressive. Uh, what was the other one? Against um, – they blew out Mississippi State. They lose at A&M last year. So now you go on the road against Texas, win a close game. 17-and-a-half with a team in Arkansas who had brutal, brutal loss last week. And I'm sure you guys saw if it wasn't an NFL stadium, that field goal for Arkansas goes over the upright and it goes in. But they're playing in Jerry World. Jerry gets all the money and gets a tough loss for his Razorbacks. But anyway. That's tough, dude. Wow. I didn't think about that. Yeah. The uprights go up higher in the NFL stadiums. You know that. Double doink. No, I know. But it's incredible that Jerry, you know, he's sitting up there fucking, he's high on Cooper Rush (laughs) thinking about his hogs. And uh, his hogs are catching an L because of his fucking uprights, dude. Yeah. That stadium sucks, by the way. Just want to say that anytime it's brought up. I think it's a little overrated. I'm with you there. But <laughs> going back to Arkansas, I think they have everything you want after a heartbreaking loss like that to a rival. To be able to come home, knowing you got an awesome home crowd, and knowing Alabama's coming in. Like this game you've had circled all year when they're coming in. Your defense gets after the quarterback. Alabama's O-line hasn't been great. And when I look at Alabama, going back and watching this tape last year of this game, Jameson Williams had eight catches for 190 yards in three touchdowns. It was big play after big play. He's not playing there anymore. And Alabama has not had that big play at wide receiver. So Arkansas's weakness is the secondary. I do think they'll play a lot better knowing they don't have that guy that could beat them over the top every single snap. So I like Arkansas to keep this game closer than 17 and a half for sure. Uh, And you like Baylor, I hear. I do. And that is because of the resumes. You look at Oklahoma State, it's Central Michigan, it's Arizona State, it's Arkansas Pine Bluff, all at home. And when you look at Baylor, on the road, in Provo, brutal place to play, losing overtime. Then you go on the road to Ames, another tough place to play last week, get a win. And I just look at, they are more battle-tested. You know this, Chris. You don't know what you have until you go on the road in a conference game and see what your guys are going to do when they handle adversity. Baylor has done that. They faced it a lot more than Oklahoma State has. And I just don't like that being this circumstance where Oklahoma State is going to face adversity for the first time on the road, new defensive coordinator, and changing their offense back to a slinging style where Spencer Sanders has been awesome. But I just look at the competition they played against. They they've done whatever they wanted, and the defense hasn't been nearly as good as it was last year. So that's why I like Baylor to uh, win a close game. Doesn't it feel like a lifetime ago that Oklahoma State blew that big lead and failed to cover uh, the first week of the season? I don't know who that was. They yeah, Central Michigan. Central yep, Michigan. Thursday My night. goodness, this guy uh, fire up chips. Yeah, this guy Spencer Spencer Sanders. Yeah, uh, this is a nugget from Cowboy. He's thrown. Nine picks of his twenty picks 
two Baylor players, yeah. uh, and and four of them, I think, in the Big 12 championship last game, which was low scoring. So what gives? Do you think the total at 56, we can we can hammer that under, or where do you sit on that one? I think the tease God would take the under in Baylor. Mm. The tease God might. Yeah. But the tease God might be on the other side. I might. Is it zig or zag? I, I always say zag, but a lot of people zag. are like, I'd like to zig. I'm like, y'all are fucking this thing up. Oh, no, zag. zigging you're already, is this. You're already zigging. You got to zag to get out of the zig. Oh, so you think the zig is Oklahoma State? Because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to zag with Oklahoma State. Okay. I might yeah. the tease god might zag. Baylor is favored by a point and a half. I know, so just to I, zag. I catch like eight, eight, seven and a half you points, you know, fucking get that total. Uh, what do we go did up you, to? Sixty-two and a half. Did you take a lot of math classes at Charlottesville? Yeah, I did. I'm pretty good at fast math. Ask me like a okay. triple digit. Like I'm one of my things. Things I have measurements. I'm really good at measurements. Hundred and ten plus two thirty-two. Oh, that's easy. Okay. Yeah, 342. Nice. But the problem is, like, I can do multiplication. You can give me, like, three digits and... 342 three digits times and, three. 342 times three? Yeah. That's going to... Oh, that's easy. That's 1,026, I think, off the top of my head. I'll, I'll just say you're right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you got the 300 times three. That's 900. Yeah. Then you got the 40 42, times, 42 times three. Times that's 120. Yeah. That gets you to 1,020. Yeah. And then you got the two times the three. That's six thousand twenty-six. Yeah. He got it right. That's what I call a chart. That's, that's like a cupcake early in my schedule. So if you guys want to get back to me with an Alabama at some point, let me know. But nine, ti- like, nine times eight. Nine. T- <laughs> don't do that. I can't do single digit. Oh. Nine times eight. Nine times eight is seventy-two. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. I work backwards on that. Okay. You know. You want to tell the people how? Or? Yeah, I do. It's see, I, I go I go ten times eight is eighty, and then I subtract one eight. Oh wow! Yeah, you missed the day in school where they they gave you the trick. Yeah, well, school sucks. There's okay, a, like I know we do a lot minds. of academic, you know, uh, work at the foundation, but on this podcast, I'll tell you, like, I was a brilliant <laughs> math mind and couldn't make the grade. That that's school's problem, not mine. I, I still have nightmares. I'll wake up in the middle of the night not having like. You're you're in the nightmare and you're showing up at class and you're like oh my god I forgot to study for this like I, I still have those it's Me uh, too. it's awful so like awful. I could do three seventeen times twelve but I don't want to slow the podcast down okay <laughs> I could I could do that too okay well let's just keep going <laughs> okay well, yeah. all right, all right. <laughs> do some fast math okay uh, okay okay Michigan Iowa Kinnick Stadium does it get another I'll tell you what it's been pretty legit man. Like it is, I think it's, uh, Link and I were talking, it's one in five, last top five teams that have gone there. Um, three of those are unranked Iowa teams that have won the game outright, I believe. It's just, and then Harbaugh, we, uh, we did it on the show the other night, 85, he went there as a player, lost to Chuck Long, who won the Heisman, 12-10, I think, or 14-12, Uncle 26 Chuck. 2016, Harbaugh goes there, 9-0 Michigan team, losing a lap, last field goal. Uh, I believe that was 14-12. Maybe and 14-13. It was 14-13, four field goals and a safety for Iowa. You got it. In that game. Uh, so it is a house of horrors for opposing teams, obviously. And when I look at Michigan, I want no business to give it 11 points. I understand Iowa's number one in scoring defense and last in scoring offense. 
Uh, I did the numbers. Their offense is outscoring their defense this year. This is Iowa, their team. Offense, 30 points. Defense, 16 points. They haven't even doubled their defensive touchdowns and scoring. So, <laughs> Michigan. Yo, C.J. Beathard won that 2016 game throwing 8 of 19. Bro, he, he was like legitimately more um, – he was more productive in Mike in Kyle Shanahan's offense, and they all they yeah. did was run the ball. Yeah. Like I, I like, uh, and C.J. Beathard is a king, you know, in my book. I love C.J. Absolutely, Beathard. but yeah, uh, no, I, so, I don't, I don't know how to bet this. I don't, it's just bet the under. And Michigan has the easiest schedule so far this year. First game outside of the big house, and you got a you know true sophomore quarterback in J.J. McCarthy. This is this is a true test. Uh, so will Michigan be able to run the ball? Their backup running backs out. Their best tight end is out. That's a factor. And Campbell, the linebacker for Iowa, thirty-one. Watch him. He's a complete animal. And I think Iowa makes it as ugly as we think it's going to be. And I think they stay inside the number. I want no business of giving Michigan double digits in this circumstance. Seven of Michigan's last eight road games have gone over. So we're at Kinnick. All right, we're All playing right. Iowa. Number what is it? Forty-two. Forty-two. Okay. But just be careful. I mean, I'm probably not going to bet it. That's not a game yeah. I'm, I want to watch out of all these great games. Like, I, I don't want to fixate on this game. 23-13. Yeah. Sweating. Just yeah. sweat fest. You know, this is one big play can, can ruin your whole day. Is Jim taking in any kids? Jim Harbaugh. You know how he said he was going to take in kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just wondering. Week four, I'm wondering. That's all. You know, at Kinnick, they have the big everybody waves, which is an awesome thing. Like, maybe yeah. all the kids that, that, that Harbaugh's taking care of put them on a luxury box to go away with the kids. How's life with Jim Harbaugh, staunch pro-life advocate? How would that <laughs> Empty booth. Hard cut. Hard cut. Nobody's in the booth. Nobody wants their kid to go with Jim Harbaugh. He said it, not me. You can get mad at me if you're listening, but Jim said it. Okay. Texas Tech, K State. I, mm. I think Texas Tech is 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 fun, man. I like no this doubt. team. I enjoy this team, and it looks like K State's fun too. So what gives here? They, they, K State laying um, eight at eight. home in the in, yeah. in in, in uh, the Little Apple. Both teams off monster wins. Texas Tech beats Big Brother Texas last week, and Kansas State goes to Norman and just gives it to them. That Oklahoma Venables defense. So it is a couple programs that are obviously taking that next step. McGuire, Texas guy, high school, rule hired him at Baylor. He just he knows the state better than anybody. He's actually killing it in recruiting also. But Manhattan's a whole different animal. You know, like they play their style. There's a great article uh, I read about how Kansas State subbed on defense to slow that tempo of Oklahoma, which was really interesting. Like it's a total contrast of style. Texas Tech wants to wing it around. I do think Texas Tech's defense is better than people think. Uh, I think they keep it close enough in the number. I think everybody's going to take Kansas State, too. So I'll take the eight. Nice. That's what she said. Hey, let's talk about the NFL. Yeah. Not, nothing, nothing there? <laughs> that was so smooth. All right. Um, <laughs> Texans, man, do they get their first win this week, guys? They beat them last year, didn't they? That sounds right. I can't remember that far uh, back. In Houston, too. I think they, and they got to yeah. go back. 
Listen. No Bosa, no Slater. I feel like that could That's, be the, the big upset watch this week. I mean, it's a little chalky, but I have it written down here. I wanted to ask you guys if you think they get their first win. But um, what matchups, let's flip the, the script here. What matchups are you most excited about this weekend before we give out our picks? Lane, Josh Allen. Ooh, I got Lane there. I mean, there's okay. really, there's, there, there, I don't know that any rusher concerns me playing Lane. Wow. Like, wow. I, I, bro, I've seen him block, like, I've seen him block the best, the best of the best. Okay. So it just doesn't, it doesn't concern me. I'm going to go uh, Chris Jones against the entire middle of that defense. Just mm. punch a fucking hole in that thing and, and lay on Tom Brady. Breathe in his face like Khalil Mack did on Thursday night. We don't know where that game's going to be. Do we know it's in? No, it's in Tampa. Okay, or Minneapolis. Could be yeah. Minneapolis. Kingston says it's in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, broke four minutes ago. Oh, officially. Oh, Look at okay. us. Nice. Good. So you know that, that's my matchup. There's uh, a bunch of them this week, though. I'll go. I'll go on the outside. I'll give you three. A little three pack for nice. you. Uh, oh, uh, Devonte Adams. Patrick Sertan. Mm-hmm. I remember the week his dad, Patrick Sertain, said, mm-hmm. nah, it's no longer Sertain, it's Sertan. Yeah. It's been Sertan ever since. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Daddy calls him Sertan, I'll call him Sertan. Ooh. All right, so that's one. Go ahead. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Marshawn Baltimore. There Baltimore's it is. There it is. And, and he's London. been slumping. And we'll add a third just because of some uh, some talk this week, Decaf and uh, Jeff Okuda. Because Decaf said, yeah, Okuda, y'all are crowning him. He's got safety help over the top every every single play. I'm really rooting for Jeff Okuda. Them's fighting words. That, I can't wait. I can't wait. Hey, Eli Apple and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> I mean, that's not great for your guy Eli Apple. But, uh, but, but Cincy, and we talked about it in Thursday Night Time Machine, I think Cincy is going to, I mean, they're going to play, at the very least, inspired football in the back end. I mean, I don't know if they can match up, but you heard Bates was like, hey, you, you, talk, about, uh, you talk about one of us, you talk about all of us. Now, I don't know if that does anything on the field, but that's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, yeah, there's a ton of them this week, man. How about Bill Belichick against the Packers, man? Like, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, just seeing how he schemes them up, and we didn't even mention this: Josh Allen and uh, and and the uh, the other Josh Allen against um, against Lamar Jackson. So yeah, this is a fun week, top to bottom, um, and maybe Andy Dalton uh, against Kirk Cousins. Oh, for old times' sake! All right, let's let's give out our picks, shall we? Yep. Okay. Where, where are we? On? I'm the loser. Where are the I'm standings? fucking. I got two wins. I'm on here. fire. You are, Steve. Um, Seven total wins for Steve, six to make, and three to Chris. Yep, it hasn't been good. Hey, White Steve, I was told that I was three and zero last week, and I had a I had a self call. I said, Nah, fellas, I was actually two and one. It was it was it was the most honorable thing I've done today, maybe ever. Ah, no, nah, no, nah, packed with integrity. But you're and doing I was, great, I Steve. I was nearly adamant that it was three and zero. Macon said no about four or five times. Thank you, Cowboy. Well. And I got to say this, man. The fucking Jags Chargers under was the right side. God damn it. 38 I mean, no offense to God, but that was not. That was the right side. The Jags, man, a 38-pack on the Chargers. Joey Bosa goes out with a fucking groin. I can't catch a break on Thursday. Are you going to get right with little Jags plus six and a half, dog? Well, I'm the first first up, right, because I'm the Uh the train wreck here. And I'm going to bet the Bengals. 
Okay. Yeah. The, Fuck, the, dude. I've written it down. You've written it down. I've okay. Written it down. Okay. Uh, so the good people will know right now whether you're at still two wins or now three. Yeah, they'll know. Mm. Okay. Okay. I like the pick. Steve. Well, you're in second place. Why don't you go? I'll, get, I'll, I'll <laughs> just go from bottom to top. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. The Tennessee Titans plus three. That's and a half. great fucking pick, dude. Mike Vrabel as an underdog, 20 and 15 straight up. As a dog, give me the Titans in Indy plus three and a half. Their pass rush, man. I mean, they both have really good pass rushes. Man, if if Harold Landry were out there, yeah, it's woo! like it's a slam dunk. Different, different, saw? different thing. Um, Jeffrey Simmons will be out there. Third down, they're going to make it hard on Matty Ice. Matty Ice, yeah. did you see him in 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 the locker room post game? Nah, that dude is all in. It was it was very. You know, not corny. No, he's, he's very a good, earnest. He's a guy, man. He's a guy's guy, dude. He's not. Yeah, he's not I, a. I faker. liked it. Yeah. He was he was rallying the troops and and saying the the next one's going to be difficult too. But but uh, they, I I believed in Matty Ice. Let's go, Steve. All right, top dog. Steelers. God damn. Minus three, three and a half. What do we got? The Jets. Well, whatever it is, I, I hope, last saw three and a half. I hope it goes poorly for you. Do you know the last time the Steelers lost two straight home games to start the season? No. 2000. Last year. But that's not, that's fine. That's okay. That's okay. Because the year before that, it was 2013. Yeah. Extra rest, that defense. I know Watt's still out. I still love that secondary against the Jets. Hey, uh, Steve. I'll take the Steelers. Steve. Teams on at least 10 days rest at home coming off a loss versus a divisional opponent. Are 23, 43, and 1 against the spread, including 12 and 30 against the spread as a favorite. Steve. Steve. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. The Bears against your G men. They're catching a field goal and a half. So they're catching three and a half points. That's important. I bet you did. Wait, is it three? Three, three and a half. This hook is important. Three and a half. Okay. It's a big hook, and I would buy. (laughs) I'm not giving out the buy, but I'm buying to four. They can run the ball. It doesn't matter who's back there. Yeah, I mean, doesn't uh, Herbert fucking uh, Montgomery? Montgomery. Flea market. Mm. Montgomery. Giants, short rest. Okay. Give me the fucking bears, man. I I see three and a half everywhere. I'll, I'll... we're already past it. That's a good pick now. Thank you. I now appreciate I think it. That's Thank a good you. Pick. It's good to know. Okay. Um, Buffalo Bills, I'll buy the dip. Three point favorites on the road in Baltimore. Guys, we're I think our, we're sighted in today, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Ravens are one and six against the spread after playing the Patriots in the regular season under John Harbaugh. Okay. Merry Christmas. This is one that I just want to happen. Give me the over in Jacksonville, Philly. Over mm-hmm. Jacksonville, Philly. What's the number? Six. I like that. It's going to be pissing out there. Ooh. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, the pissed. offense. The offense knows where they're going. The defense. Not. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Plus, like rain, historically not a factor. As much no. as wind, even though wind Correct. was hugely disappointing last week. Um, wind. I can't even say this on the hot seat because there's a part of my take. All oh, right, wind is on the hot seat for me, dude. Got wind, 
I mean, fucking, I bet the under and the Bears and uh, whoever the fuck they played last week, the Texans. Can't catch a break. All right, so uh, it's me. I'm going to put my nuts on the table. I know it might not be a good matchup for the Chiefs on Sunday night. Um, I know it might not be a good matchup for the Bucks either because I think that defense is, is, is a tough matchup for them. But I think it's a Patrick Mahomes revenge game. You think Patrick? Oh. You think Patrick Mahomes forgot about that fucking Super Bowl, bro? In he's that been, stadium, he's been waiting to see Tom Brady again. He's been waiting, so I can I cannot wait to see this game, and uh, I'll take the the Chiefs and a pick them. A, hur- a hurricane, a hurricane's been fucking up the 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 whole the whole uh, you know routine for the Bucks. It's a good point. Uh, we talked about it, and I'll take it. Houston Texans plus five points. Against the L.A. Chargers. Damn right. It's a good pick. Davis Mills we trust. All right. Last stand. This line makes no sense. Give me the Commanders plus yep. three. It That's makes up. no sense. That's right. That's the right No pick. sense. Yep. It's like the Colts last week. Is it the stinkiest line of the week? Yep. Absolutely. I mean, we're I, dealing with Cooper Rush, but Carson can't. Get the ball out of his hands. Ooh, I'm also flirting with Pat's Packers under 40. I really like that. I really like that. And I like the Pats. I mean, I don't think many people are going to be on the Pats. So if you're, you're, no. if you're sitting there you're in, right. at home, you know, think about the Pats and think about the under there too. Okay, so, uh, so we've given out matchups. We've been given out our winners. Who could forget about the awards? Not us two weeks in a row. Um, <laughs> give me the Timmy Chang first because, you know, we, we talk tight ends first every week. Timmy Chang Ward goes to head coach of the New Mexico State Aggies, Jerry Kill, for Uh, taking it to the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors last week and getting a much-needed win for the people in Las Cruces. You trying? He's he's got connections down there. He's trying to go to. He he needs some gear. He's going to a game. Good for Jerry. He's got a trip to Las Cruces on the. Jerry lost me for a minute there when he uh, was a special assistant in, in Blacksburg for about three games before mm. jumping off that ship right in time. Boy, that ship's sinking, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fast. Good for Jerry. I didn't know. I didn't know Jerry was the uh, big whistle again. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. I, I met Brent Pry at a NASCAR race, and I was like, "This is gonna work." <laughs> I was like, "I'm kind of shitting myself here." The guy, he's just hanging out at the NASCAR race. He's a natural. He like he was charismatic. I liked him. Shook his hand, uh, but it's not working there. So, mm. Coughlin um, Award watch list. Yeah, let's do that. Yes, new name to the list. Wow. Brevin Span Ford, tight end, Minnesota Golden Gophers, 6'7", 270. Would absolutely be a nightmare for Chris Long. Long yeah, he would, arms, dude. His arms. Plays great leverage, and he can catch the rock, but he In does the- an unbelievable job of uh, just setting the edge. When they run that tight zone, he's he gets movement. And Ibrahim, the running back, is just a, a just a beast, man. That kid, what he's been through, Achilles last year, watching the tape uh, last night of them against Michigan State, it, it was it was men against boys. And it started with Brevin Spanford, uh, tight end, Golden Gophers. So, also had three for, three for 40 last week. So uh... – so I can remember playing Spath and those guys. I mean, it oh, wasn't just Spath. It was like uh, the holding king. Uh, he he always got his hands underneath. He got the under punch and just had the vice grip. So, like, you could never let go. He wasn't the only one. The You know, there's a couple Minnesota tight ends that have been in the league. They're, they they churn them out, these big jokers, these big I, ice fishing motherfuckers. 
he's not a Minnesota guy, but I just also think about the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Can you imagine him with his clamps on you? Honestly, I got to say this. I would feel good in a matchup against Dan Campbell. I think Dan Campbell is more grit than athleticism, and I can match up with grit but not athleticism. Even with those long-ass arms? I'm not worried about it. His okay. arms don't look that long on hard knocks. It looks like he's more of a wide shoulder guy. Well, he Maybe. hurt his wrist. Hurt we his might wrist. we might need to look at his arm length. And he's our guy. Listen, we love yes. Dan Campbell. Send exactly. him from Copenhagen. But uh, Brevin's sure. been academic all Big Ten three years running, going for four. Oh, oh I could I could definitely throw a smart guy around. Hey, hey, Jelani Woods, <laughs> Jelani Woods. How about Jelani Woods? Two tutties. Told you, get him involved. He's an athlete, football he is player. An, he looks good out there. Looks great. Got him out of that uh, number. I have a question. Go ahead. For Mr. Long. Yes. Hmm. Jason Kelsey. Yes. Hall of Famer? Yes. He's a I Hall of Famer. So. He is a Hall of Famer. Jason Kelsey's a Hall of Famer, and I haven't tracked. I mean, I think he's been all pro four or five times. I mean, so like. All, all pro four. I know we don't care. Five Pro Bowls. Yep. But, I mean, Super I look Bowl. at the all pro. The, the Pro Bowls check the box. Um, the Super Bowls, I mean, like, and his fame. It is the Hall of Fame. That's how some guys yes. have gotten in the Hall of Fame. Game and, Street. Like, Deion Sanders talked about it. Like, there's guys getting in the Hall of Fame that people take issue with now. I doubt anybody would have an issue, and Game Streak is a great point. Like, I doubt anybody would have an issue with the guy that's synonymous with our, with our Super Bowl run that was historic mm-hmm. for that city, uh, an early franchise in the NFL, one of the biggest markets, heart and soul kind of guy, and a great player to back up. The very rare, like, it, his, his popularity is confirmed by his play on the field. And his teammates and opponents. That's that's what I think. Yeah, no question. Hall uh, of Famer just, to me. Well, I'm diving in on the Eagles uh, so far this year. I know people want them to beat a good team, but still he does things that are just jump off the screen at me. Uh, yeah. Athleticism is – I saw he ran the fastest time at a 40. I was looking it up at the Combine. And he was a running back going into Cincinnati. He's like one that of those – we talk about it all the time. He's amazing. like Webb and Yama. He's like Webb and Yama at center. <laughs> Like he learned his skill set at a, at a smaller stature, and then became a big boy and had like the the little guy athleticism. What happened the day after the parade? Hmm, that's a good question. Parade happens. Oh, I think in the morning we we scooted me and Jason. Kel- did me Kelsey and I went on vacation with Kelsey and and his lovely wife and my lovely wife soon after that Super Bowl. I think we went to down to the Cayman Islands, uh, and it might have been right after that game. I mean, the hangover might have still been fresh. After the parade, Meg and myself got in the back of a cop car and got a ride home, uh, which was a first for me, um, and <laughs> in a good way, to be in a cop car in a good way. Exactly. And then I went to sleep because I was just too fucking tired, dude. I didn't even go out. People were at nightclubs and shit. I'm at home too, drinking too Gatorade, tired. having chunky too soup, tired. trying to get my sodium up. Yeah, I was too tired. Got it. Too tired. Yeah, too tired. Two parades I didn't make it out after. I'm over two getting to the club. After the parade, dude. How's that? Like, you got all these, like, five and four against the spread in the last nine? I'm 0 for 2 nightclub the last two parades, bro. The Blues invited me. uh, Somebody with the Blues invited me to come to their parade. I would have been like Brett Hall out there. Yeah, you would have. Fuck out of here, dude. No chance. I'll embarrass myself if I won the game. Okay, Stanford Steve, appreciate the time. 
Uh, uh-huh. Happy hunting this weekend, and we love you. Love you, Steve. That bonus pick, Wahoos. Wahoos. Game on the Kiss field, that Duke. Plus three, Saturday night. I'm not. Get <laughs> your... Get your popcorn ready. Yeah, I was thinking of something that's not as good as popcorn. <laughs> Get your toast ready. No offense, mate. You're a big toast guy. All right, take take care. All right, guys. Yeah. Love you. Love you. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, $200, 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down, don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. Okay, let's talk about it. The home run, set the stage, Mike. Uh, my Toronto Blue Jays, uh, Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees. Judge hits a dinger, number 61 on the season to tie Roger Maris and um, either fall on the side of caring or not caring. Our guy Michael Kay apparently does not care. So Michael Kay, the lead for me with this home run is like, this is this great moment, right? He's tying the, the AL record. Is that stop me when I'm wrong here? AL, uh, sure. American League. <laughs> Remember no, baseball? I, I was thinking about where uh, Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa yeah, yeah. were. Yeah, they're AL. all NL. So it's Roger Maris's the Yankee record too, right? So, um, you know, he hits a dinger last night in uh, in in Toronto, and I, I I get to watch it without sound, and I'm like, oh, good for him. Uh, I get to hear it with sound, um, you know, an hour later, and uh, you know how I don't like plot sharing in movies, like. Michael K goes straight like Wikipedia biography on Aaron Judge. He's like, hey, he drills it. This might be it. It is it. He's like, Aaron Judge has tied uh, Roger Maris. He's been trying to tie him for a long time, and currently they are tied at 61 home <laughs> runs. And I am in Toronto calling this game, and Aaron Judge went to fucking high school in Jupiter, Florida, or wherever the fuck. Like, uh, it was a dissertation. On, on on the moment that everybody dude I'm watching a baseball game in Toronto or I'm seeing it on social I know what's going on and I know there was a callback I didn't know coming in this morning but somebody got me right on it there was a callback at the beginning of that call to the old Roger Maris uh, call, call which is cool but that was a, a three words long bro go back and look I went back and looked at uh, the Barry Bonds when Barry Bonds hit uh, what was it when he tied 70 it was 70 yep or when yeah when he tied at 70 he hit that ball uh it was in houston he hit it a mile it was like 480 feet to right center which was cool as shit i was like man i didn't realize how jacked barry bonds was and how old tv looked in 2000 but like go watch the youtube um and barry just hits this fucking monster dinger and everybody knows it's out the announcer knows it's out and he gives it he gives it air between from the moment yes. Barry Bonds rounds first to when he's almost at third, you don't hear anything. 
You know, and the call was. I, don't I wrote even know this if down. That's enough time. The key is to let the moment breathe. Joe Buck. Joe Buck, brilliant at it. People hate Joe Buck. Why do they hate Joe Buck? Would they rather have Michael K calling everything? The the Minneapolis miracle. He would have said what like how many receiving yards. Michael Michael K's Stephon call Diggs had in the in in the game is so bad that I feel bad for for Michael K. I do not feel bad for Michael K because he's far more successful than us. And he's he's awesome by all accounts, right? He's he's great. People love Michael K. I, I'm bowing to Michael K and his excellence, but I did not like the call. I didn't like the call. I can't act like I liked the call. The 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 call for for Barry Bonds was there it goes, there it goes. I have pause. Mark McGuire is the co-owner of the home run throne. Oh, long pause. Don't like that either. Okay, but it, it's still though, we have a we have a long call. I'm with you though. Over the right center field uh, bullpen of the Houston Astros, and now the Giants have come out to to plate, to home plate where he is, and there he is. So like all that shit, there's so much air in between this guy's call. I just didn't. I thought it was too. The best call of all time, in my opinion, is Vin Scully's call of Kirk Gibson's home run, where he's like, and there's a long fly ball, and he doesn't say anything Nothing. for over a minute. It just let it play because the, the crowd limping, is amazing. Let the limping tell the story. Not and you know what? Here we are talking about student. Michael K. That's right. And we're not talking about the judge. And on, on the on the bonds call, I don't like invoking Mark McGuire either. You're right. You're right. I don't I don't like that at all. Here you go. Here you go. here you go. Three two count. Here's a pitch. Oh fuck! <laughs> and then the guy trots Just around, hits home. We've got a new home run king. Yeah. The guy last night that stole the show though. Was uh, what's this guy's name? Um, Frankie Lasagna. He's one of the guys. So the the guys, so the guys, um, the guys last night that I felt really bad for. Well, the guy I felt bad for was there were two guys hanging over the railing uh, in left field when uh, Aaron Judge hit that liner. I was a lot like Mark McGuire, like when he he uh, I guess he set the record or tied the record. It was like a low liner over left field fence. It was like it was yep. barely time to admire it and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, here I'm his, getting It was picky. his shortest home run of the season, actually. Was it? Yep. So you know, last night this was a, a solidly hit ball. It was it got out in a hurry, and these guys who everybody's there with a fucking glove in left field. There's a guy in a Bo Bichette jersey, and then there's a guy in another like Toronto teal jersey, and the guy in the teal jersey. Coincidentally, his name is is Tommy Frankie Lasagna. Is that real? Yeah, it was in the New York Post, which wrote about you, so it's reputable. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Who for, identified himself as Frankie Lasagna to the Associated Press? Okay, so, so he, maybe not. But supposedly he's a restauranteur. <laughs> fittingly, tour. I think. Yeah, tour. What the fuck. Yeah, tour. Yeah, you didn't say. Okay. He owns the restaurant in Goodfellas. Yeah, he does. Well, fucking... Uh, His arm would have needed five more feet to actually catch the ball. So this isn't like a... No, no, no. I disagree. Jeffrey Mayer... No, I think this isn't great. I, I don't think this guy's ever going to get over this. Well, that might would be Would you true. rather be Bartman or this guy? Oh, this guy. This guy, probably. But if I was Bartman, maybe I, maybe Bartman's arms were long enough and Michael Kay or whoever he was calling the game with just shit all over this guy. He was like, if he was 6'1", maybe you'd be $2 million richer or whatever he said. But like, that's the difference. Like, I've heard this ball's worth two I've heard it's worth $2 million. Look at this, man. But look, it hits he the R. He can make this catch. No, it hits the R in sportsbook. So 
arms outstretched and it doesn't hit it, until it hits the R. his glove dude does it really it goes off his glove man it goes off his glove i believe i don't see it that way i think he got a glove on it the real error yeah. is not Look, having an extension he should have like an extendable have arm ex- or a he, net. No, he should have he he should have left his feet okay zach I know campbell a lot of people, would have had a would have had a What's something on a stick with a with a with a with a what's something on a stick with a with a bucket at the end of it? He should have had a bucket stick. Well, yeah, but he he would have had to like think about knowing you're going to be the guy to get the ball. Like you you bring a glove, you don't go much beyond that, right? You you don't bring some like special instrument in there. But this guy's got his glove, and I just want to say this: two things. First off, I blame Frankie Lasagna because he has his big first base mitt. And he's reaching out of his fucking. He's re. Yeah, I know you can reach across and everything, but we're talking about a two hundred fifty thousand, one million dollars, two million dollar home run ball that's now driven the the number up on sixty two exponentially, right? Because uh, Matt Bushman caught it. Who right. I actually know the guy. No way. Yeah, he's super fucking cool. He's friends with Rosillo. He. What? And you're gonna say well, that doesn't sound that cool? But <laughs> he's friends with Rosillo, and it's Sarah Walsh's uh, husband. Yep. Uh, and and he's one of the coaches, I guess. For for the she was funny tweeting about it. Last yeah, because she's down there covering the hurricane, the hurricane, and she's like, "You're not fucking calling to check on the house, like before you give that ball back." But now it's in Matt Bushman's hands. It could have been in unidentified guy's hands, okay. But his oh. arms are too short, and he didn't commit. And if he had committed, yeah, I have it at 17 feet. I have I have that fall at 17 feet looking at it. I think I think it's probably like one of those those uh, those those cushion spans is like eight feet or whatever it is, and then there's another you know nine now, feet below him. I now do see it hitting a glove. It hits a glove. If he mm-hmm. committed to it, sure, you might fall over, you might injure yourself really bad, but you can pay for all the coverage. You might die. Okay, you could die. And I looked this up. 48 feet. The chances of, of death and he are says, 50%. He right? says it hit my glove. He it says, hit his glove. He says it hit, it hit his glove. glove. 48 feet onto the ground, depending on the surface, it's a 50% survival rate, which was way higher than I thought. And I don't know how they're figuring this out. Trial and error. <laughs> Just dropping people. Yeah. Here's the thing. But I'm putting it at like 20% from that height. One in five chance of dying. Go ahead. He didn't need to. Yeah. It touched leather. Yeah, just yeah. extend his... This is what we call in the business a piss missile. Yeah, it was a you piss You just got to catch it. Yeah, you got to catch it. He just, yeah. dropped, he just dropped the ball. It hits his glove. Now, this is great awareness if his name is not Frankie Lasagna, and the newspaper reporter comes up to him, and it's like, my name's Frankie Lasagna. <laughs> yeah. I mean... But it's Lasagna's not the guy who, who should be, like, really depressed right now. The guy who should be depressed is the guy who got the ball hit right to him and didn't extend his arm. Now, he might not... He, he should have caught it, but I really do think to catch it, he would have had to leave his feet. And that guy, if he left his feet, is probably going toppling down next to Matt Bushman. But Bushman would have caught him. You know, somebody would have caught him. So if, 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 if it's me, I'm going over the edge, man. That's, that's life-changing money. I, I intentionally did not Google this. I didn't look up, like, are other people mad about the call? Uh because I didn't want it to like confirm my bias or affect it. I'm just shooting from the hip on this one. I just didn't think, uh, I thought it was a little too much info, a little too much plot share. Judge has been seven years in the majors and where's the number 99? Like he's, yeah. Turns around third base. He will head 90 feet to home and the Yankees will have tied the game at seven. That's what it was. Next up, 
Jose Trevino or some shit, he will try to follow Aaron Judge tying Roger Maris Is at that? 61 home runs. The Phillies are, are, are playing just south of us, and they lead 4-3 to three in the sixth as Judge touches home plate. Beautiful night in Toronto. 73 degrees with a dew point of... Roger Maris's son will speak to the media after this game for some fucking reason. <laughs> Stay tuned for that on the Yes Network. Okay. Red light, green light. I know you guys got some good shit for us. I got a red light for you guys. Okay. You know, I was thinking how these destructive hurricanes kind of like ruin people's names sometime. Like if your name hurricanes. was Katrina or Ian, your name is sort of ruined. So like Or your house. <laughs> yeah, right. But once a, once a hurricane reaches destructive levels like Category 5, we should rename it something like a name that has already been ruined. Yeah, 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 like Hurricane Hitler, for sure. I, I'm greenlighting that. Or you're redlighting, just ruining people like Ian's or Irma's name. Like poor Irma, there's three Irmas in the United States. Exactly. And they all... So what else would you guys name a hurricane if it was like... A category five hurricane Favre. if it's coming at the mississippi coast for sure i think the next hurricane goes to Favre. so no he's doubt. got to watch that shit just you would do havoc. Favre, right not brett it would be oh, it would yeah, have yeah. to be Favre, right? yeah because i don't want other brett's to be like right. damn dude this all this is about me can i tell you while y'all think up your hilarious jokes you want to hear who's next on the list for 2022 sure you do julia you know how many Julias there are out there? there yeah, there's some wonderful Julias. Yeah, there's some world. great Julias. Carl, Lisa, Martin, Nicole, Owen, Oh, I know, I know some of these And that people. was Carl with a K, I guess, right? That's right. Richard, Sherry, Tobias. Hurricane Dick. It's going to be wet. Virginie, Walter. Yeah, I don't, I don't like uh, naming unassuming people. After hurricanes, I'm, I'll, I'll red light that. I'll green light something real fast. Weathermen, weather people, right? Because it's they're either in front of a green screen, very safe location, yeah, or they're on site at a hurricane, getting mm -hmm. blown across the street, getting water all on their bodies and in their clothes. Two very, uh, you know, different uh, <laughs> tasks of the job. Yes. That is true. That's true. I don't think not many other jobs have such a uh, yeah. It could be you different. One in, day you're in the AC with a fucking a bunch of meat, like a meat board, right. and you know green. The other screen. day you're in a you're in the AC with Got no a meat suit board. on, and the other day you could get hit by a fucking sign. Okay, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Here here's an example akin to that. Chase Daniel. One day he's chilling. The next day he's getting hit by. Josh Allen and fucking Trayvon Walker. You but that it. never happened because Brandon Staley is a fucking winning machine, dude. <laughs> he just has to win. Herbert just needs to get a few more looks with the cartilage broken. Yeah. Just to get more comfortable throwing with broken cartilage. We're breaking up scar tissue. Uh, all right. So that's a good one, Reed. People with really variable jobs. <laughs> Might have to come back to that. People with the most... Firemen. One second you're chilling <laughs> in the firehouse. Next second, flames everywhere. Real estate agent. 
we want the house yeah. great <laughs> we don't want the house fuck yeah i mean you know what talk about like. highs and lows you know what that's like yeah, yeah. green light uh former denver broncos players highlighting the um how much fun it was to play for uh josh mcdaniels can i read you a thread yeah read that thread because i read like one of the it sounded juicy from tyler Columbus. yeah so this is from tyler tyler Columbus. he says in honors in honor of raiders week i present a thread about my favorite hurricane josh mcdaniels stories one after trading away the young nucleus of our offense including jay cutler josh said to the entire team fellas don't worry about the qb situation I can turn a high school QB into an all pro. Two, after completing training camp, Did you just call padded, Tom Brady a high school QB. <laughs> Go ahead. After completing train, training camp with fully padded two days as often as was legally possible, he upped up a special reward after practice. It was an ice cream truck with a t shirt that said Iron Man. Our reward was ice cream. Thanks for the creamsicle. Three every day began with a 10-minute bad football reel from the day before where you would dog cuss you and your coach for any bad play from practice 24 hours ago. Set the tone for a real positive day in front of the entire team. We had about 25 slogans painted on the walls. God forbid you you forget what slogan was above the door entering the cafeteria. Josh would call players out in team meetings and ask what each slogan said. If you forgot a single word, ask chewing. After the season, I had an exit interview with my coach. He spent 10 minutes telling me everything I sucked at, but he looked depressed and miserable that when he was done, I didn't care what he had said about my play. I was concerned for him. Coach, are you all right? Response, that's a hard man to work for. Me, so are you coming back? Coach said, hell no. You getting fired or leaving? I don't care, but I'm getting the hell out of here. He's also going to drop a few more before the game. So stay tuned to at uh, Tyler Columbus on Twitter. Oh, my goodness. It, does Josh McDaniels have a burner right now searching his name or like following my, Tyler Columbus? Because this, this would be a distraction. Like this is a distraction going into this game. And it's not like, uh, it's not like I blame Josh McDaniels. 2022 Josh McDaniels I blame you know the old Josh McDaniels I mean that's everybody knows he sucked in Denver like maybe he's changed maybe he hasn't but um guys are going to be reading this thread like on the plane in the locker room like yo dude check this out man did you read this shit I want to know if Devontae Adams or any of the Raiders guys have uh burners and you can probably find them by finding which accounts have very low followers but have the leo meme where he's pointing at the tv oh yeah yeah know? yeah yeah. Who yeah. comment with a leo meme that's yeah. probably well a that's probably player. yeah it might be a raider that could be a raider i mean like it it is it's not insignificant man like i know that it's a long time ago and it doesn't matter now because it really ultimately doesn't matter now but now that the laundry's aired out and obviously tyler didn't like josh mcdaniel's week three you're owing three right you're looking for your first win uh you're playing the broncos this weekend which by the way i think no offense reed i think they might win but after this i don't know like this is bad vibes tyler did end the thread with uh josh knew the x's and o's as well as any coach i've been around you won't hear former players saying he doesn't know football. He just know he just doesn't know he just didn't know how to handle people. He says he's learned from his mistakes. Time will tell. All right, so he chews ass. You like, like the high school kid yep. running with the flag. Yep. Uh, so did Bill. He learned so that the Bill. hand of Bill. So yep. yeah, but would you characterize Bill the way 
Tyler's characterizing Josh McDaniels? No, because I don't think anybody the, the, the troubling part that was kind of like, man, that's a lot was the coach walking out and saying like, I'm getting the hell out of here. I don't want to work for that guy. Like you'd never hear somebody say that about Bill. Like when you, you know, and maybe you could say, well, Bill does X, Y, Z. Well, that's because he's Bill. So it's hard to have that conversation. There's you know, all the winning. Yeah, there's the winning. There's the, hey, it works. There's the trust. Um, but like the sayings, Bill wouldn't do that. You know, and a lot of these coaches do get like, especially when they're young, they kind of just lean on that stuff to build a culture. You can't build a culture on like three words. You just can't. I'm not a proponent of it. We joke about the family faith football thing because uh, I don't think faith it's family football for me. But yeah. yeah. You start with family, I think. You love you. you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I just feel like if anything, guys are going to be talking about it. Young guys who don't even remember his last stint, you know? And um, it's unfortunate because you're about to, what, they playing at home? E Vegas? Yeah. It's in Vegas. Yeah, it's yeah. in Vegas. About to be rolling up to the stadium in the locker room, like, or they're at practice right now. It's a, it's a Thursday. Like, guys will be getting off the field and seeing why their coach is trending. And guys will be reading that. So, like, think about how uncomfortable you'd be if I had like a rundown on something, you know, you you weren't so proud of 10 years ago and you kind of look funny and now you got to lead a team meeting the next morning, you're not going to talk about it. You're not going to talk about it. It's just one guy's opinion, maybe true, maybe not, but guys are thinking about it. So it's weird. It's an awkward situation to be in for Josh. Do you fault Tyler at all? I don't fault Tyler. Like there are coaches I hated. Dude, there are some coaches that I really don't like. But you abide by a code. To a degree. To a degree. Would you say I do? Mm -hmm. I don't throw people under the bus here. Right. Um, but I also get it, man. That's the risk of, of acting a certain way is people are going to talk about how you acted. Like, I don't know. If I became a head coach, um, I would expect that's kind of like running for, the, for, for president. You know, it's like things, especially if you get a second gig at it. And I think where Tyler might be, he might have a gr an ax to grind, but he also might be just saying like, look how unfair it is that this guy got a second job. I'd have to hear, you know, what Tyler thought, but he didn't do that week one. That's my only thing. Right. And it, it seems yeah. like it's a character thing or, or, you know, like more, he said implicitly, the guy knows X's and O's. The X's and O's are what, what's failing that team right now. Like guys are not fucking quitting on Josh, the person, you, you know what I mean? It's not like guys are walking out of the building because of a bad culture that I know of. They might hate the guy, but they haven't made a big deal about it. They're getting beat on the field, you know? So um, I do feel like it's a little, I don't know, it's a pot shot. But nobody wants to take up for Josh McDaniels. He's the, our first foray into Josh McDaniels was as a head coach, he was insufferable, right? We all agreed, and he's a young white coach. There's been a bunch of black coaches that get passed over for guys like Josh McDaniels the first time, the second time. It's a bunch of people that don't get opportunities, and you look at Josh McDaniels, and that comes out today, and you're like, fuck, dude, how qualified was he the first time? Is he qualified the second time? Well, and then the, the, the Indy situation where he just and I've heard, tails and, and I have heard things that would seem to exonerate him in that circumstance. Okay. But again, following the code, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. Okay. This weekend, a reminder, if you're not going to uh, Philadelphia, you should. 
because there's a legends tailgate before the uh i don't know where the legends are <laughs> so you get it self-deprecating yeah, yeah, joke. that's good but yeah it's my foundation's uh tailgate party uh before the eagles play the jags we are raising money for ed zone our educational equity program um and we're raising money for water boys which is our clean water initiative under the umbrella of the chris long foundation so go buy a ticket chrislongfoundation.org slash events um there are still tickets out there i will be having legends like bo allen aj feely todd harriman's the todd father might show up a few guys i mean like and also you know how us football players are we're kind of like a, a day by day we're like bill belichick day by day did you see that jonathan jones injury they wanted to know he was like day by day day by day he was like ben stiller he said day by day by day 12 times yeah, yeah he was like yeah. ben stiller doing the prayer in uh was it meet the parents so uh, oh, he was like uh he was like uh ben stein asking if uh ferris bueller's in the classroom and uh ferris bueller's day off did he say day by day no he said bueller like yeah. over and over yeah bueller mr fry bueller mr fry uh okay so and even if you're not in philly or going yeah head to the website and give us some chickens throw a couple bucks at the give us some chickens. at the at the initiative people are always like uh yeah man i love the podcast really indebted to you guys just leaving your families to talk about nothing every day for a couple hours yeah uh well if you want to pay us back go to chrislongfoundation.org slash events see how you can give but it'll be fun we're gonna have like some fucking beer pong we're gonna be uh we're gonna be hanging out mingling with the crowd and then we're gonna go over to the uh the eagles game so i'm gonna be bringing my family it's gonna be a great weekend make you have a great weekend i'll hold it down here okay take care of yourself take care <laughs>